0: Hello everyone, podcast listeners, internet people. Welcome back to another episode of Cut The Shit Get Fit. I am your lovely host for Fal And I got a motherfucking migraine today. Just terrible. Terrible. Here is a fun fact about my migraine journey. I have figured out that my migraines only happen on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays of the week, and only on days where the weather changes drastically. So today, when I woke up, it was sunny. Then it went into this like dark and gloomy day where it looked like it was about to rain, and now it's bright sun. And again, my camera is being terrible. Um, so, that being said, The only thing that fixes my migraines is sleep. So I'm hoping to go home and like take a 15 minute nap type of thing. Um, But regardless, you gotta just move on. Move on with your day. Um, Shoutouts, let's do this. I'm gonna try to be as charismatic as possible while dealing with this bullshit in my head um number one new city all the way in the state of ohio a city called harrison hopefully that's a place in there because again i read that really quickly but regardless state of ohio shout out to everyone in ohio listening to my show um number two phoenix arizona shout out to everyone in phoenix arizona Uh, And number three, all the way in the UK, is the city of Aberdeen. Shout out to everyone in the UK listening to my show. That's super awesome. I love international um, listeners. Today, what we're going to talk about, and I might have multiple parts to this, but we're going to talk about our feet because they are integral to movement, everyday life, exercise especially. And it's a complex structure. And I remember reading that, I think it was Leonardo da Vinci saying that the human foot, specifically the arch, is the most sophisticated piece of our anatomy in our body. Because if that thing doesn't function properly, everything goes to shit, (laughs) literally. And it's, and it's true, that's what usually happens. So, that being said, um, we're gonna start with what our foot needs to do if we're doing an exercise, say like a squat, a lunge, or whatever it may be. So, imagine you squatting In order for it to look good, it starts from the ground up. So if you think about how you develop as a baby, you start on your back, you start moving your hands and legs and head, and eventually you transition over to rolling, you're now on your hands and knees, you're crawling, eventually you get into a split stance, or a squat position, and then you come up from it. So really a squat starts from the bottom up and it starts with our feet. And in a proper squat, when you start looking at how people place the pressure on their feet, it makes a huge difference. So I want you to imagine kind of a tripod position of your feet. So it starts with the heel, the big toe, and kind of the pinky toe. And to be more specific, kind of like the first toe, kind of where the joint is, is where the pressure should be. And then where your fifth toe is, where the joint is, like the metatarsal part, that big bony part, is the third piece to a perfect planted foot while squatting, single leg deadlifting, lunging, whatever have you decided to do that day for a leg exercise. I made an analogy of a um, Harry Potter reference, so if you remember, I think it's in, let's go with the movies, because not everyone has read the books. I believe it's the Deathly Hallows part one, if I have not mistaken where the Death Eaters are chasing Harry and Hagrid in his little motorcycle with the um, attachment that Harry's sitting in. And I want you to think of how integral that piece of machinery is when it comes to driving. So it has kind of like three points of contact, right? Harry's little point of contact and then the two wheels of the motorcycle. So you have three wheels. And imagine if one of those wheels just stopped working, the whole thing will just fall apart and kind of crumble. And you kind of get a glimpse of that when Heger gets stunned by a spell and he's like passed out and now that motorcycle's going all over the place. And that's what essentially happens to our body when we don't have full contact with the floor or your shoes, and you're not thinking about placing pressure in those three points things fall apart and it travels up the chain of command, AKA the rest of your body. And you end up doing some weird looking stuff when you try to squat. Now, what can happen is depending on where you're at with foot stability, foot strength, and just overall foot health, which is a whole nother topic that we can get into, Um, you might end up pronating or supinating the foot. And a lot of times what I've seen when people have poor squat mechanics and especially people that have knee pain, they tend to pronate their foot, meaning it collapses in. And, you know, people know the terminology of like a collapsed arch. They fall into their arches. Now, imagine if you have that... You know, three wheeled motorcycle from Harry Potter, and we just take off the front wheel, it's gonna fall all over the place and be super floppy. So, by pronating, like just if you're like watching at home, I have my hand straight out and my right hand, and now imagine you squatting with a perfectly flat palm like this. You'll be able to spread the floor, you'll be able to. You know, hold your balance, you'll be able to do a lot of things. But now imagine if I drove my big thumb down and in, already I'm feeling like torque on my wrist and it doesn't feel that good, right? Now imagine me placing a body on top and I squat like that. Most likely, the inside of my ankle is gonna take some ground the work, but also the inside of the knee is gonna take a lot of the work. And over time, people are gonna have painful knees. You know, And this happens in athletes a lot of times when they get knee pain, especially immediately, um, and you ask them, like, oh, what hurts the knee? What movements? And if they're a running athlete, for example, they're like, oh, when I run, it's fine. When I cut, when I whatever, it just doesn't hurt at all. But if I squat, single leg squat, I get pain right away. And that just tells me that in a loaded position, the knees just taking the grunt of the work because the foot can't properly stabilize, right? And eventually that can travel up to the hips and cause even more issues. But the big thing here is to ensure that one, we don't have like a foot dysfunction and I put that in air quotes because it's like the worst way to describe Um, what's going on with someone's uh, feet. But sometimes our feet are just not um, strong enough or haven't been challenged enough to actually do its job. And I see this all the time when I teach my kin stretch class and we go into simple like foot intrinsic exercises where I literally just ask people, lift your big toe off the ground and put it back down without lifting all the other toes. And what happens, people can't do it. All their other toes come up or they physically don't move and they look at me like I'm crazy. They, they're they like, what do you mean lift my big toe up? And that already tells me that you know their first point of contact when it comes to um, pressing off for a, a run or a lunge or something, they can't actually physically push down to activate all those muscles um, that are kind of laid into where that arch is. So like I was literally just doing it now, like as I'm pressing my brake going down this hill, I'm pushing with my big toe down and I feel my entire arch kind of activate right off the bat. If you can't do that, What's gonna happen is that, yeah, your whole ankle is just gonna pronate down and fall and collapse in, and now your knee's now gonna take all that excessive, excessive uh, pressure. So really, when it comes to squatting, lunging, running, everything, it comes from the bottom of your foot of how you're placing and distributing pressure. If you can't stabilize from the foot up, down the road you're going to have an injury in the knee and a lot of times too like if you look at the stats of how many ACL and MCL surgeries are happening especially in the states and again bigger population and a more athletic population it's staggering like and especially like young athletes that are expected to do so much in their careers it's a little scary So when I see a young athlete or a CrossFit athlete in the clinic and they got some knee pain going on, we automatically look at what's going on with their feet and they usually have terrible sense of placing pressure in the right areas. So an easy drill is to start using those foot intrinsic uh, exercises on the toes, but also um, being able to get into a squat position where you physically feel your heel, your um, point of where your big toe joint is, and also where your pinky uh, toe joint is, and try to place pressure in those three points to evenly distribute your body weight. And then start descending into a squat, uh, like a body weight squat, to see if you can shy away from the pain. and. A lot of times, when I coach a proper squat with those things in mind, a lot of those issues just go away. And now, you know, I kind of reprogrammed a simple little movement pattern and behavior that someone has adapted, and eventually the pain goes away. Sometimes it's that simple, but again, sometimes there's some underlying other issues that could be happening. But for the most part, it just comes down to finding um, pain-free movement behaviors. So many times people move in terrible ways, it becomes a habit, and that's all they know. And you have to just retrain the brain to do other um, pathways that are pain-free. Now imagine your feet are just not cooperating you're probably going to have to do a little bit more work. And this is where I kind of enjoy getting people training barefoot uh, at home, at the gym if they can, um, just to get a little bit more proprioception in the foot. And a lot of times people will find that they'll fatigue so quickly, like so quickly. And um, that being said, sometimes you can just start... Uh, a little bit slower and like say if your workouts are an hour train barefoot for just a warm-up that's like 15 or 20 minutes whatever it is and slowly build up so then eventually you can go a whole hour barefoot right I think I'm gonna leave it there because I can like literally talk for another two hours about the foot but the biggest takeaway on this is to imagine those three points of contact imagine you are Harry being chased by the Death Eaters and you're in that three little wheeled uh, motorcycle and you need to have those three points of contact in order to get away from the death eaters, aka pain, (laughs) and a good looking squat. Well, you're not getting away from a good looking squat, you're gonna achieve a good looking squat. Um, So, the next time you're in the gym, try going barefoot or working out at home, try going barefoot. In part of your warm-up, go barefoot and try to distribute your weight on those three points as you do slow and controlled bodyweight squats to see and feel the difference and 100% that's going to improve your barbell back squat, your front squat, any kind of squat variation there is and also get those feet a little bit stronger, a little bit healthier that will prevent any kind of injury. So that's it for me. Thank you guys so much for listening. You guys are so amazing. All the people around the world listening to my podcast, thank you, thank you, thank you. You don't understand how much it means to me to see people outside of where I live that listen to my show. Thank you so much. Um, hit the show notes, add me on Facebook, add me on Instagram. I post a lot of stuff. Um, give me a five star review wherever you're listening. You know, if it's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, whatever it is, please, please, please give me a five-star review so I can reach more people. That's it for me, you guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You guys are awesome.